Hey guys, Greg of the Dead here. Just a real quick disclaimer. The end of this episode, I don't know what happened. Blame the editor, that's me. Um, It's not until ratings though, so our whole talk about Evil Dead and everything is perfectly fine. Hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Sorry about the last three or four minutes. and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z joins i always am by greg of the dead how you doing man groovy also joined by intern cory intern cory's back hey man i've joined you joined you and it's fucking throbtober not only is it throbtober we are covering finally a movie that we've been putting off for a very very long time because it's one of those movies we immediately wanted to do as soon as we started this podcast. We're like, no, we must hold off. And that is The Evil Dead from 1981, directed by Sam fucking Raimi. Woo! Yeah, we want to talk about a heavy hitter, this one. It's been a while coming. Oh my god, like, this is one of those ones that even when we were like, we're going to do this one, I'm like, are we sure? Like, do yeah, we, we want to break the glass on Evil Dead? <laughs> I mean, this was this one has definitely been a long time coming. Yeah, this is one of the ones I always said too. Like, say the show plays just like plummet too, like during not through October, just like regular. I'm like, in case of emergency, break glass. Worst case scenario, crack open Evil Dead. So we lost this one now, but that's okay. Exactly, sh- we put it in through October, which is our like biggest month. No, we're yeah. just going to use it then, not in, like, March when we might need it. No. Listen, I wanted to make it extra special. I know. I'm just, this is such a huge one, and I even told Greg, I'm like, I'm nervous about this one. He's like, why? I'm like, because it's the evil dead. Like, like, what if we don't do it right? Yeah, what if I'm bad? Then I delete it, and we pretend it never happened. Yeah, true. <laughs> See, you can put the toothpaste back in the tube. Yeah, so The Evil Dead from 1981 with an Edward Trifecta, which is anything written, directed, and produced by Sam Raimi, and an extremely young Sam Raimi. Dude, the behind the scenes of this basically kid making this movie is insane. I haven't actually watched any of the behind the scenes footage on this, but honestly, even just looking at Bruce Campbell in this movie... Compared to, you know, the Bruce Campbell we know and love today. Oh, yeah, this is like, pro. this is proto-unibrow Bruce Campbell. <laughs> and, like, to secure funding for this, they shot a little bit of it, kind of like a sizzle reel. And then they went around to local businesses and neighbors. This kid, like, would you like to help fund a motion picture, mister? <laughs> like, this kid coming to you. And they got funding this way to make the movie. Well, good for them. Good for them for going out and putting, you know, pounding the sidewalk, knocking on doors. You kids these days don't know nothing about that. This is a one. This is a movie I love. All the behind the scenes stuff so much. Like I've read, I read uh, Bruce Campbell's first book, and there's a lot about Evil Dead and that. Of course, I haven't read his other ones. I'll get there at some point. There's so much behind the scenes stuff. This is one of the first movies I really remember, like 
really, really diving into the back, like into the history of other than like Friday the 13th and stuff. This is like, I discovered this in middle school where like I had moved and I made new friends. And one of my new friends was Chris. And one of the first things he asked me was, have you ever seen the evil dead? And I was like, what's that? He's like, holy shit, I'm coming over this weekend. We're watching it. And it was like a life-changing experience. It's like, holy shit. I like ever since then, I've loved this series. Dude, so it's no secret on this show that Evil Dead 2 is my favorite horror movie of all time. However, I love this movie. And all the Evil Dead movies, honestly, from this one the whole way up to Rise, have their own kind of feel to it. But man, yeah. this one, honestly, I was sitting there thinking this time watching it. I'm like, holy crap, this movie does just straight up horror so well. Like, I've seen it a thousand times. I'm getting tense, like, when he's going to look down into the basement and everything. Like, when Cheryl's talking normal and everything, because you know it's coming. Like, it, it does horror so well, like, and can get you on the edge of your seat. It's really like a masterpiece that, like, all these inexperienced people made this. Yeah, I, this is just, it's the perfect combination of ingredients to make... You know, a, a, a perfect movie almost. Especially with, like, the way, like you said, every movie in this series has its own feel. You know, Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness leaned a lot more into the horror comedy end of things. Um, the remake was just hard to watch sometimes. And then, and, and, yeah, Tell me about it. And then, you know, Evil Dead Rise, you know... It was its own thing, but they all, they all work together, you know, to make an amazing series. The remake may be terrified of nail guns in my, in my adult life. Like it did that. (sighs) All right. Yeah. Uh, I'd say let's just get into this thing because we're going to have a lot to talk about in this one. Yes. Record this fucker. All right. So like I said, Evil Dead starts with an instant title card and also starts with our Evil Dead cam, what we just call the evil in all these Evil Dead movie episodes we've done, which is that uh, point of view cam just swooping around this swamp and everything. And what they did is genius. They attached like a two by four under the camera, just out of the camera's frame where you don't see it. That's how it's breaking through windows and doors and everything with no one pulling it open or breaking it from the inside. They're just smashing all this stuff with a two by four and running a camera along. It's just Sam Raimi running around with a two by four with a camera duct tape to it. <laughs> you know what? If it works, it works. It, it's, oh, yeah. it's one of my favorite effects in, in all of horror is, you know, the evil cam. I love the evil cam so much. We're like, they would, they still do it to this day in the evil dead. Of course they have to, but it's not like how they would do stuff like uh, paying an homage to something. It's kind of cheesy now. No, it still works. I love it so much. Oh, it's still great. Love- We've never really gotten a look at what it looks like when it's like going like through the woods cam version. Like we no. got a very quick glimpse in Ash versus Evil Dead where he looks in his rearview mirror. No, it looks like a bunch of like smoke and dust kind of. But even that was like a quick little thing. I don't want to know either. Like I no. like imagining this like almost like a face like with ghost trail uh smoke trailing behind it ghost thing coming after him. Like I this is my mental image of it. Oh, I never want to fully see it. Like you like I agree with you. I wanted to like it's always been kind of like smoke or something in yeah. my mind anyway, you know. 
I always kind of pictured it as the uh, the Fright Night cover. Yeah, it's similar to oh, that. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's cool. I like that. And the Delta is on its way to the cabin. First appearance of the Delta. And by wow. the way, Scotty is driving way too fast on this road. And drinking moonshine. Yes. And the road keeps changing. Ash is reading a map, and it says we're right here. By the way, that doesn't help Scotty in the slightest. Just telling him we're right here doesn't tell him anything. No, because only Ash sees the map. Like, it's not like he's, like, sitting in the front seat with him, like, oh, and then we're right here, and Scotty, like, looks over real quick. Yeah, no, Ash is behind Scotty, pointing at the map. Good job, Ash. They almost hit a truck, and Scotty Uh yells at just friendly people waving at him. I'm not fucking waving at you. Which, uh, one of these people is Sam Raimi. Oh, okay. Because the only thing that works in Ash's car is the horn. Yes. I just had it looked over yesterday. Well, you better take it back. I love the dialogue and back and forth in this movie. The Delta almost falls through this old travel at your own risk signed bridge. Like, I love the Ash sticks his head out, sees the plank of wood falling down to the river, shuts the door. They gun it. (laughs) They make it to the cabin, of course. And they're walking up. And this is one of those iconic entering the scary place scenes, similar to Texas Chainsaw Massacre with uh, Pam walking up the house or anything like that. When they walk up to the cabin and the porch swings just banging against the cabin like in the wind until he grabs the keys and it just stops i love also them driving up to the cabin where like there's kind of a road but not really they're driving real slow then like the cabin comes into frame i mean they're essentially they're essentially driving on a hiking trail (laughs) yeah when scott opens the door to the cabin why is the cabin filled with smoke good question for eerie effect (laughs) the the light he opens the door the light hits the smoke and there's just a shit ton of smoke everywhere because the evil was just there yeah exactly it's not resurrected yet it's just laying dormant no we already saw it swooping around it's it's there it's not powerful kind of yeah it's a it's weak plus it's also probably like super dusty in there so any kind of movement's going to stir up just like a, a shit ton of dust. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it does not we'll look fun whatsoever. It looks super dirty. Like, I'd see that and be like, let's just go home. <laughs> we also established the work shed, which is important. Um, by the way, do not try to visit this cabin. You will be shot at. Oh, yeah. Bruce Campbell's told so many stories about people bringing them, like, bricks to sign from the original fireplace. And he's like... You're a fucking brave soul. I would not go there because this is in like redneck country and they have guns. Yes. And they will fire. Yeah. These motherfuckers should open this place up for tours. Even though the cabin's not there anymore, you could still make money. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, that night Cheryl sitting there drawing and her hand gets, like, mildly possessed for a second. She starts, like, scraping into the drawing pad she's doing. And she draws the Necronomicon, the book. And the cellar door starts shaking, like, it's in the main room. It's like a trap door to the cellar. It's not called the Necronomicon, though, in this uh, in this movie, isn't it? It's called something different. Oh, yeah, they just keep saying the book, I believe. Yeah, book of the, Roughly translated to Book of the uh, Dead. Ah, uh, yeah. the Notorum Demonto. 
It is entitled Naturan de Manto, roughly translated Book of the Dead. Uh, dinner, Ash stands up to make a toast, and he can't remember the quotes he's going to do. But it bas- what's it end up being, like, party down or something? And what's that mean? Party down! Scotty. <laughs> and right then, of course, boom, cellar door slams open. Scott basically draws a short straw and has to go down. He's gone way too long and won't answer, so Ash goes down after him. And it's just so Scott can scare him. But he found a bunch of cool stuff. One, a Hills Have Eyes poster. I was going to say, this was part of the big director feud of there's Hills Have Eyes and Jaws and then Evil Dead and Wes Craven, like fighting back and forth. I like love Pascarelli gets involved. I love it so much. It's so great of like these directors just poking fun at each other. Like my movie's scarier. But he find, he doesn't actually find the poster. It's just there. There's a shotgun, a scary-looking book, the Kondarian dagger, but a weird dagger with a skull, and a tape recorder. Hey, Ash, this looks like your old ex-girlfriend. <laughs> it is a cool-looking dagger. But the shotgun's um, also different than what we get in the entire series. It's a single-barrel. It's just a regular barrel. shotgun. Yeah. yeah, and it's a single-barrel shotgun. With it's just like one it can only hold one bullet or whatever. Throughout the rest of Shell. the series, it's a double barrel. Yeah, it's a break action shotgun. Which I've always noticed that, and I've I was like, I know the first one they didn't know what it was going to turn into, and then like the double barrel does look cooler, but oh yeah, yeah, but it's not as cool as a quad barrel shotgun. I've st- I said that the quad <laughs> barrel shotgun is impractical. The quad barrel shotgun is completely impractical. Hilarious, but impractical. That's just literally Don Coscarelli being like, my dick's bigger. For those who don't know what we're referencing, because it is a smaller series than Evil Dead, if you've ever seen Phantasm in the second one, uh, Reggie makes a quad barrel shotgun to one-up Evil Dead. He also has the CUDA to one-up the Delta. And then, uh, our, our good friend, uh, Rev, from Only Flesh and Slaughtered Lamb, just did, like, a virtual tour of his horror room. He actually has a quad-barrel shotgun in it. Oh, that's cool. Rev's cool, dude. I don't know if I can call him a close friend. I think he might remember me here and there when I run into him, but I do love the dude. He, he might remember me. <laughs> he politely says hello to us when we see him. Exactly. That's it. That's not a dishonor. He, he our, is our acquaintance. Good, he is our good acquaintance. I have bought things from his booth before. I bought one of his shining hotel room keys. But they take everything upstairs, and Ash is playing the tape, and it's you know identifying what it is. It's playing. It starts reading the incantation. Tatra amistrobin hazarta. And smoke starts rising outside, and Cheryl is not having this at all. Shut it off. Shut it off. She starts screaming, shut it off! And right when she does, a tree falls through the window. Right there is my noping out of there. Okay, guys, let's go. Hopefully the bridge isn't torn to shreds yet. Let's get out of here. 
All right, th- this window breaks twice. Does it? Yes. Yes. Because the window breaks right here. Um, they shove the tree back through the window, and then one of them shuts that weird shutter, which is also not on the outside of the house, so don't know where that came from. The house has white shutters, not some weird design shutters, and then literally, like, two minutes later, they show the outside of the cabin, window's back, and then later, <laughs> Ash shoots the window out again, the exact oh, same yeah. window. <laughs> One of them self-healing windows. Yeah, really. Uh, Cheryl's Ash's sister, by the way. And he's kind of yelling at Scotty for, you know, she wasn't liking it. And Scott brings up good points. Like, it's a tape. <laughs> like, why yeah. is she freaking out about it? Conda. Conda. Later, storming out. And Ash gives Linda this hideous, I mean, beautiful necklace that she oh. loves. And I'll never take it off. I love that everyone, like, universally, everyone's like, this necklace is horrible. It is a bad necklace. Bruce Campbell's talked about it. Sam Raimi's talked about it. Like, it's hilarious that everyone's like, oh, no, it was a terrible looking necklace. So, like, the evil's, like, spying on them, though. We get, like, the POV cam, and it's almost like it's a person at this point, because it's going from window to window looking in, and it sees Scott and Shelley... And then it goes over and sees Cheryl, and you get the distorted join us voice kind of low in the mix, though, which I love how you don't, if you haven't seen it a couple times, it almost takes you a few times that I'm saying it to pick up on the join us. And I feel like it gets slightly louder every time. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's like being a pervert. It's like peeking in on Scott and Shelly about to bone. Yep. And Cheryl goes outside to okay she goes out to is anybody out there you know the tropes 101 yeah she hears she thinks she hears a voice because she's also looking at like the necronomicon drawing that the evil made her do then she thinks she hears something and she goes outside and wanders like two miles into the woods chasing this voice if there was a voice i wouldn't want to be in my bathrobe in the middle of the woods alone to fight it okay let's say Cheryl. Cheryl, you wander into the woods and you find the person talking. He's like, hi, what are you going to do now? Now you found him. Oh, hi. Exactly. I'm going to go back to the cabin now. Why are you wandering, ser- wandering around searching for this voice? Because Agreed. reasons, Brett. Because script, plot reasons. The script says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because Sam Raimi told her to go wandering through the woods and look for this voice, so that's why she did it. Which does bring us to our most infamous scene of the movie, the tree scene. So I'll throw it out there. I know Sam Raimi says, yeah, we probably shouldn't have done that. We could have found another way around it. Um, It's iconic in its own right. If if you don't know and you're listening just to hear us talk about uh, the trees rape Cheryl. So... And what I mean by this is the branches, like, grab her, like, the vines and stuff, hold her down and, like, tear her clothes off. And then the camera basically almost does the POV cam right into her. And then there's a sound. Yeah. The vines grab all of her limbs and pull them apart. And they, like, tear her shirt so you see boobies. And then all of a sudden, the vines grab her legs and spread them as she looks down. And then it's like, 
as a fucking branch, just like whack right in her crotch. Yeah, you can't. Uh, there's no. Oh, the trees. Uh, they're just wrestling. And then she like gets back to the house, but well, she frees herself, and the evil chases her like the whole way back to the house. Who locked the door with Cheryl outside? Well, she went out the back. I don't think she oh, even told okay. anyone where she was going. She just heard a voice and wandered into the woods. You know, she makes because, door. because wood safety. And the evil is apparently hidden the keys like and tucked them in hard against the house, so she has to struggle to get them as the evil's whooshing up to her. She gets them at the last second. Ash opens the door, and she screams and jumps, and he lets her in and everything. I just... They're I, alive! Well, the trees are alive! I want to go! I want to leave now! Can't blame you. Yeah, I, it, it also does that great thing. Like, Indiana Jones did this, where, like, the evil's coming towards her, and it's, like, a foot away from her. Then the camera cuts. It's two feet away from her, still coming at her. The camera cuts. Yeah. It's two feet away from her, coming at her. Yeah. Like, any scene where a car is chasing a person, one of those type of yeah. things. Yeah, it's just so funny. I love the yeah. editing. Um, it's one thing I love throughout this entire series is the way people react to the evil. Like, they make you believe that there's more than just, you know, little Sam Raimi running after him <laughs> with a camera. <laughs> no, dude, I actually have no complaints about the acting, which is insane for a movie just made with a bunch of friends. Yeah, like, and, and it's not just in this, it's throughout the series. Yeah, oh, and this is like I think that Sam Raimi almost was like I love torturing Bruce Campbell so much. I'm just going to keep making movies so I can throw things at him and make it <laughs> worse and worse every time. Yeah, it, it'd but, be like if the he, three of us made a movie. It would torture Corey. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> until the until the time we brought that that son of a bitch Brandon from the Black Lagoon to a set. Who made an appearance on Throptober. Thank you, Brandon. Boo. But so Ash goes to drive her back to town. They make it to the bridge. And dude, I don't know how Ash sees it so far ahead. Because in a minute, Cheryl goes to walk up to Ash. And I feel like she's walking forever. But the bridge is just completely mangled and destroyed. I know what you mean, though. There's no way like Ash saw the bridge all fucked up from like a hundred yards away in the dark. Cause she walks forever. I did. There's like the little branch jump scare. She's like, ah, yeah, exactly. Oh, no, trees. Blame her? no, no, no. Don't blame her at all. Dude. I would be moving to the most innermost part of a city that has no signs of natural earth and living there for the rest of my life. I have a concrete lawn. You know, anything that's tall in my yard is a lamppost. <laughs> but they go back to the cabin, and Ash is listening to the tape again, and Shelly and Linda are playing Guess the Card, and Shelly's being so nice to Linda, because Linda hasn't guessed a single one, but she keeps telling her, yeah, you got it! And Linda's so proud of herself, she's telling Ash, and like, I really think I have some kind of connection, like the beginning of Ghostbusters. Ash, yeah. I guessed the card right! That's great, honey. And then Cheryl starts guessing all of them when she's staring out the window, but she sounds angry when she's saying it. Four of hearts, eight of spades, two of spades, jack of diamonds, jack 
And she's casting them before they're even pulling them. Yes. And then she just floats up and has gone full deadite, and she's like twisting her head back and forth. Brett, go ahead, do the line. Why have you awakened us from our ancient slumber? You will die. One by one. I love it. One by one, you will join us. Dude, I mean, in all the movies and Ash vs. Evil Dead comics, you know, the whole shebang, we've seen a thousand Deadites. This is the OG Deadite, is Cheryl. This is the first time we see one and everything, kind of setting the groundwork for what all after will be, you know? And, and it's, it's, like, it's just so fantastic. Like, the makeup work in this, it's, it's amazing. I also, I also love, too, how they have her floating, like, off the ground. And that's done with, like, there's a rig going through the window that she's hooked to. That's why she's standing by the window. So she can float uh, up and be all like, <laughs> Makes perfect sense. But then after she gets all threatening and everything, she just collapses. And, like, what the fuck? And Linda's like, did you see her eyes? And then she jumps up and attacks. And um, Linda hurts her leg somehow in the process. And they finally knock her down into the cellar and lock her in. Well, this is where she stabs Linda in the leg with a pencil. That's it. Yes. Oh, my God. Which is like, Greg, we've covered so many horror movies, so much gore and stuff. For some reason, Linda getting stabbed in the leg, like the ankle with a pencil. And it's also like extremely like sensitive part of your like ankle where like the skin is real, like real soft you know and it's just like yeah. Yeah, that's always fucked with me because then she stabs and the blood's like spurting out of it I'm like oh because we've all been poked with something or ran into something with that part of your foot you know how bad just that hurts so when you yeah. see that it's like a relatable feeling even though way past the level any of us will ever feel hopefully somehow that's worse than like a decapitation yeah, yeah. it's right there in that Achilles tendon region which is one of the reasons like that I can barely watch Pet Cemetery is when he the guy gets oh. his tendon slashed. It's, I don't know. Greg has his eye thing that he apparently has gotten over, but anything with the back of the ankle there, oh yeah, that Pet Cemetery one is another horrible like ankle one. Ankle horror is that a subgenre? <laughs> I guess so. If it's not, we need to make it one. It's just like a thing, like from the Adams family, just the hand running around stabbing <laughs> people in the ankle. They, oh. No one dies. People just get injured. The ER is full. It's like it's like I'm not dead, but ow! Yeah, god damn it, that's annoying. That night, Linda's in bed already because she's hurt and everything, and everyone else is kind of coming up with the "What the hell do we do now?" And Cheryl's just like being a monster, like smacking the door up and everything, and not leaving them alone once while they're like. What do we do? Scott wants to just leave now and take off. They're like, in the morning, there might be another way. Maybe there's a trail and everything. And Shelly's going to go to bed and just go to sleep until morning when they all take off. But the evil crashes through her window and gets her, obviously. Scott hears the noise and goes to check the room, but she's playing hide and seek. Oh, yeah, he, like, opens up the closet, and then he goes into the bathroom that's, like, lined with the yellow raincoats. Yes. And Shelly jumps on him, claws his face. And, man, we can't say enough how good the gore in this movie is. 
Oh, oh I yeah. just love the amount of blood that's just dripping over everyone. Even sometimes it doesn't look great. It looks like a mask on a person. Or it's stop motion claymation stuff. Still love it. You will never hear me complain about uh, any kind of, you know, like Harryhausen style claymation. But yeah, she's clawing his face and... He ends up tossing her down and her head lands in the fire. And think like they don't know she's an <laughs> evil monster yet. They think there's probably like some kind of virus. I don't know what you'd actually think. But you know, that's still his girlfriend. He pulls her out and she's like, I'm so happy you pulled me out of the fire. I'd hate for my pretty flesh to burn. And she attacks ag- again or she grabs a Kandarian dagger. But Scott grabs his own knife that thankfully he just had on his belt. And, like, nearly saws off her hand with his own knife. And then she just bites the rest off herself. Thank you for pulling me off the hot coals. I don't know what I would have done if my pretty flesh had kept burning. You have pretty flesh. Give it to us. And then, like you said, like, (laughs) he cuts her wrist. And then she just gnaws it off, which is so fucked up. Completely. Yeah. This is also, like, the soundtrack at this point has gone to a lot of, like, just, like, horrible guttural noises. Oh, I love the score, actually, during this fight. Like, it kicks in really good. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, enough can't be said, like, in addition to the gore and stuff in this movie, just the psychological elements of this movie are... Second to none, really. All your friends and loved ones are becoming horrible creatures that you must dismember to stop. Yeah, but yeah. you don't even know those rules. You got to figure them out. Yeah. Oh, and how how fucked are the deadites that they found the chosen one? Like Ash just had to show up at this cabin. It couldn't just be like a group of random teenagers they get to have fun with. No, the chosen one from ancient times is here. Which we don't know until Army of Darkness, but yes. Yes, but it's insane that this is what they... It's like, oh no, why'd we have to get him? But he ends up stabbing her with the Kandarian dagger, and she shrieks and falls, and she's puking and leaking bile and blood from her arm and her mouth, and you think she dies, but it's like the end of Child's Play. You gotta kill her like 20 times. And milk. Deadites love milk. It spews from every orifice. She gets back up again, like she's a Chumbawamba song, and Scott takes Ash's axe and chops her up into a bunch of tiny pieces, and my notes say, how is Linda still sleeping right now? Well, Ash is standing in the corner, petrified, just holding the axe, and Scott's like, hit her! Hit her! Hit it! Which I love that, where it's like, hit her, hit her, now it's an it, like they're trying to, like, dehumanize her, of like, it's not her anymore! But they take the pieces outside to bury her. I guess, honestly, because what are you going to tell police anyway? Yeah, I also, real quick, I love the shot because they chop her up into little pieces. And it's like, no, no, you love her. You can't do this. Like the evil's yelling at him. And then we cut to just like all the pieces just twitching, which they just cut holes in the floor and stuck people down there to be like, okay, you wiggle this arm, you wiggle your leg. Like that uh, hole is still there and the original property that they dug to do these special effects. It's just a big hole in the ground. 
And Scott wants to leave now with or without Linda after burying Shelly. And he leaves on his own then. He's going to take off. He can send help in the morning. And then Ash is back inside and Cheryl's still in the basement. It's like, soon you will all be like me. She's taunting him and everything. He goes to check on Linda and he looks at the leg puncture wound. And it does the classic spider web, like black oh. veiny thing right out of the cut. I love it. Holy, holy love shit. It. Love it, so it. Fucking good. And then she's a straight up deadite now. Ash goes back out to the like main well, room and a beat and torn up Scott stumbles back in. Well, I love he's like Scott left. He's like, fuck you. Fuck your girlfriend. I just chopped up my girlfriend. I'll maybe be back, but we're all on our own. He then he bursts back through the door. He's like, Ash, help me. It's like, fuck you, Scott. You just left us. Um, I do love, though, also where uh, Linda, like her like ankle spiderweb deadite things, and she just sits straight up. She's like, <laughs> Linda has the least amount of makeup to her deadite self, but might be my favorite in the movie, to be honest. I, love I think Linda's so one of my favorite deadites of like the entire series just the way she s- just sits there with that smile the entire time just it's like almost looks like um like kind of like it looks like a doll kind of thing like how her makeup is and yeah she's like, <laughs> like the whole time and then it's like shut up we're gonna get you it, it, yeah. it i I think part of it's 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 so doll like or childlike that it just adds a whole other layer of creepy to it. I love Ash starts full swing. I mean, he's getting it all here. Just slapping. Linda over and over again. And Scott's oh. like, kill her, kill her. And Ash is just like reaching back and swinging for the fences every time he slaps. And the whole time, uh, Linda's just like, <laughs> and this is where we get the first instance of this trick because Ash is about to shoot her like point blank and she transforms back into regular Linda again. And she's like, oh, please don't let me get taken over again. All this, they hug, everything's okay. And then Cheryl starts sounding normal, but you don't see her. You're like, Ash, I'm okay now. Please let me out. And he goes, this is one of those moments I was talking about earlier that just builds that horror so well when he's walking over to it and everything. And you see a little bit of him through that floorboard. And right when he gets down, she punches up through the floor and grabs him. Join us! You know, it's, it's awesome. I love how easily Ash is fooled. Where, like, as soon as Linda's like, Ash, help me. Don't let them take me again. He, like, drops the gun. He's like, Linda. He, like, grabs her and hugs her. And then, like you said, his sister Cheryl is like, Ash, I'm okay now. You can let me out. I'm okay. Undo these chains. And he's like, okay. I guess everything's fine now. But then Linda, of course, is dead-eyed again. And this is where she starts doing the song and everything. And Ash just drags her outside by her ankles. Oh, and she's going nuts. She's like, rah, 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 and like having a spaz <laughs> attack. Just, just leaves her out there, goes in and starts 
trying to give Scott water, he's dead. But Ash is just, like, pouring the water into his mouth before he realizes it. The water's just, like, flowing out of his mouth. He's like, you know, it'll be morning in a couple hours, and we can get out of here. Everything will be okay. You're gonna be dumping, okay, buddy. He's dumping dead... He's dumping water on a dead body. <laughs> but then, once he realizes it's just him left... Linda comes back in and stabs Ash's arm with the dagger, and they have a fight. And it ends up like the dagger is behind her, and he pushes Linda down, and she falls right onto it, and quote-unquote dies here. So time to drag her out to the shed, chains her down onto the workbench, and boom, about brings out the chainsaw. First appearance is about to decapitate her. But then he sees the ugly necklace and is like, oh, I can't chop her up. Um, also, uh, a bloody milk spurt, once again. Yes. Yeah. He goes to start digging a grave, and Linda's eyes open, but she's playing dead here. It's like they're doing the back and forth, like, when Ash gave her the necklace, and he was pretending to be asleep, and they kept doing, like, close-ups on his eyes, and you saw his unibrow. And then finally she's like, oh, I got you, you're messing with me. Like, she's doing that back, like, the deadites being cute. I want to congratulate Linda's commitment to the bit, though. Because, like I said, her eyes open. She's alive. She's playing dead. Well, like, whatever a deadite's version of alive is. Not dismembered. And she lets Ash completely bury her alive before attacking him. Just, like, for the the giggles, I guess. I just see that as the deadites being dickheads. Like, we're going to make this motherfucker dig, like, the entire hole. Bury us. And then we're just going to pop out of it. Dicks. She pops out of the grave, claws his leg, and then, by God, she goes for a flying headbutt. Straight up. Corey, you know what I'm talking about. Arms out and everything. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm going to go ahead and use Daniel Bryan, who would be super proud of this. Not uh, the other, one of the other men who made the flying headbutt famous. Not the one I thought of. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, Not the one that everyone actually thought of. The other one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll go back even further to the inventor of the move. Harley Race would be there so proud. <laughs> but yeah, that's the way she's flying through the air. Arms outstretched like in crucified position, jumping at him. He grabs the shovel and decapitates her in the air. Yeah, and then the the body lands on top of him, and it's like grinding on him <laughs> and stuff, while the head landed like a few feet away, and it's like, as like the neck stump is spewing blood all over him. But like I said, also dry humping him. Yes. Um, by the way, too, while all this was going on, Cheryl was breaking free, like from the basement. Yeah, she's like, I'm all alone. I'm actually going to put some muscle into this and try to get out of here. Ash goes back in, and of course Cheryl attacks, and there's a big like chase and fight kind of throughout the house. I love this part where Ash gets through and slams the door on her hand, but her fingers are still there. Takes the butt of the shotgun, just smashes her fingers into like smithereens, like pulp. Oh, and like there's like blood spurt from the fingertips. <laughs> it's your sister Cheryl! Then he realizes he's gonna have to go back into the cellar because he needs the shotgun shells. That's where he saw him down there. And this is, I, I keep saying classic Evil Dead. Of course, it's the original The Evil Dead. Everything's classic Evil Dead here. But he goes down, and a pipe above him just bursts and pours blood <laughs> all over him for no reason except I love it. It's just Sam Raimi <laughs> being like, how can we, like, torture Bruce Campbell? We're going to spray you with so much blood. 
do it again. <laughs> yeah, we did. We didn't get it the last time. Hose them off and get them again. <laughs> <laughs> but the record player kicks on as playing like some nice old timey ragtime music and everything. And the projector kicks on. Everything is bleeding. Like there's blood coming out of the outlets into the light bulbs, everything. The projector kicks on and then blood starts dripping on the lens. So Ash is standing in front of the screen covered in blood. And now the screen's all blood. And like you said, like it starts coming out of the fucking electrical outlets. Can you make the blood come up the walls? (laughs) Not in this movie. We'll do that in another movie. (laughs) That he gets the shells, and as he gets it, he's hearing flashbacks of all the madness that's happened tonight so far in his head. He gets back upstairs, and he goes to go outside, but the evil's right there, and he slams the door on the evil. Like you may not come in. He shut the door faster than I do when the Jehovah's Witnesses show up. Or you could be yes, like, exactly. answer the door with a fake bloody apron on and act weird. And like, <laughs> at their answer, they knocked on the door and I'd like, had, I was shirtless with an apron on. I'm like, hello? They're like, hi, do you have a minute? Uh, or what are you cooking? And I was like, yeah, I'm cooking. They're like, do you want to talk about Jesus? And I was just like, no, no. As I backed away from the door and slowly closed it. And then I looked out the window. They both looked at each other and like, meh, and walked to the next house. They're so used to it, I'm sure. But all the shutters start slamming and everything's in the house is getting weird. Ash goes to touch his reflection and his hand just goes into the mirror and he's losing it here. That's such a cool effect for such a low budget movie. Yeah. Yeah. And Cheryl arms grab him through the door join us and he shoots her and deadite scott sits up man this is my favorite like fast deadite reveal it's, it's something with the music and the sound and everything there where scott just sits up like Rawr! like all of a sudden it's so cool the music's like yeah. and scott starts choking ash and then we get a wild eye squish here squish 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 also such a fucking great looking effect. Like how like he Ash pushes his like fingers into the guy into the deadite's eye sockets and the eyes like slurp out over his thumbs. Are are you saying that Ash pushes his fingers into some eyes? <laughs> I drop a sound clip, but we'd get sued. <laughs> I hate slipknot so much. I like Slipknot, I don't mind him. They're okay. But, but that takes Scott out for now, because he also pulls the knife out of him, and he just straight up blood fountains. Oh, and he's like grabbing his leg. It's like, Rah! Cheryl gets in. Ash is going for the book, but Scott grabs his legs as he's crawled, and Cheryl is just beating him with a fire poker on his back. Oh, so Ash is like, he has some, like, I am not going to die tonight. Like, he has some, like, drive going. Because there's a deadite chewing on his leg. There's another one hitting him with a fire poker. He is not giving up. No, no, no. He he has chosen life tonight. Yes. His will to live is too strong. He gets the book with the ugly necklace. He, like, Indiana Jones lassos it and throws it into the fire. And the deadites, like, freeze and melt and bubble and everything 
I love it so much because as soon as he throws it on the fire, like Cheryl was about to like do the killing blow, and then she just freezes and is like, eh, eh, eh. like she's like twisted her head, drops the fire poker like two inches away from Ash's face. Dude, it it gets wild here, like because. They start, like, melting. Hands burst out of the bodies and they're reaching around. Cream corn comes out of Scott's sleeve. Uh, there's roaches. <laughs> they take forever to completely disappear. Yeah, like, there for a second, it's Halloween 3 with bugs and roaches coming out of faces and, like, snakes. We got the great Cheryl. Like, okay, because, like, Scott, like, melts. Then Cheryl is just kind of sitting there, just chilling for a minute. And, like, Claymation Cheryl looks at Ash. And then all of a sudden it's like hands burst out, like you said. And then so it's like her neck snaps back and it comes back and she looks like a monster. And then she's just like right into the wall, explodes. Ash gets hit with more shrapnel and blood and like guts. And he (laughs) screams again. It's like, did, did, did Bruce Campbell owe Sam Raimi some money when they were filming this? And this is just his way of being like, where my money, Brian? It's like this is what it's act like when people are like a filmmaker and an actor are truly friends, and they will actually torture themselves. That's how you know they're actually like buddies. Oh yeah. The next morning, it's morning. Our hero survives. Nothing bad can happen to him. He walks out into the morning light. All is well, but then whoosh! Evil gets oh him. God. That classic shot of Ash spinning around and screaming. Right as the camera goes up to him. I love it because it's like, always like, it's the happy ending. It's the Friday the 13th ending. It's morning. Everything's fine. And it's just like hard cut to like camera staring at a leaf. And then it picks up and then it just goes through the cabin of like, it opens the first door, like really like bursts through the second door. The front door, it just tears through. We get Ash turn around. Evil right into his mouth. I have a newfound respect for this scene. Uh, if you're new on the show, me and Brett were in a music video about a year ago, maybe a little longer, and the last shot was an homage to Evil Dead, and it was me where the camera has to zoom up to me right when I turn around like that. Holy shit, is that timing hard to get? And oh. we shot that like 30 times. I was getting so mad, I was about to actually go that insane. So I have a very newfound respect for this moment in this movie. Because in that video, I was behind a door, like, slamming it open and shut, pretending to be the evil. So it would be like, (laughs) okay, Brett, go back behind the door and slam it a bunch again and be like, Jesus Christ. And that, my friends, is the, remember the the, evil dead. The evil dead it the evil hits bruce campbell he screams right back into like the credits are like man what a good time oh my god like i greg me and you've talked about this before because we covered evil dead too and i was like it's so hard to choose which one is my favorite between one and two Usually it's whatever one I watched the last time. So now it's the evil dead. (laughs) Brett, this is America. You can have them both be your favorite. No, I can't. America, Brett. America. My brain won't allow it. Man, 
I'm so thankful for this movie and everything it's given us after. I've based a huge part of my personality on this franchise pretty much from a young age. So I love this one so much. Oh, okay. yes. Honestly, like, since my old friend Chris from middle school showed me this movie, it's been, like, an obsession for years. To the point of, like, I remember when the very first episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead aired, like, the day before Halloween or something. And I was sitting in my parents' house, because I still lived with them at the time, watching it, cheering jumping up and down with that final scene like holy shit this series still got me like yeah yeah all right uh perfect throbtober movie too i hope you guys are enjoying throbtober as we get into the count of the dead let's get into the count of the dead ah 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 all right, that's where i'm count of the deads where tally up all the deaths in the movie i like both of your odds where do you think we got with the evil dead three Four. Brett? Wait, four, yeah. Ah, uh, Brett got it. Haha, <laughs> fuck you, intern. I can't count. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, the only other people we see other than our main group are the two fishermen. And, and the, the truck, truck driver. driver. Well, do we actually see him or do we see the truck? We see the truck. I think we just assume there's a driver. Uh, it's not maximum e- overdrive. It could the be like evil the evil was driving the truck. It could be like the car where it, the vehicle just appears out of nowhere. All right. Yeah, you got it. And now we're that's Greg Scout of the Dead. Ah ah ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. So basically, I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie one through ten, one being the worst and ten being the best. Now come up with that thing right now. So. Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell are huge Three Stooges fans. It doesn't come up a whole lot in this one, because this one, like you said, Greg, was like more of much more of just a straightforward horror movie. There are a few times where I can kind of see it pop out in Bruce Campbell of like when he opened the door when they're on the bridge and he goes basically and like shuts the door again. Like he makes like the curly face. Um I am even right now. I got an Ash versus Evil Dead uh, beer koozie uh, when the show was around, and it's Shimp's beer. So this is cannot. This is in canon in the series, the Three Stooges. So I'm going to do members of the Three Stooges. Okay. So obviously, Curly Joe is number ten. Okay, well, no, I don't. Curly <laughs> Joe isn't even my least favorite Stooge. That belongs to Joe motherfucker besser because uh, i don't want to get hit like don't hit me i'm not into that kind of comedy when that's like the three stooges whole fucking thing is yeah back at each yeah, other it's, and it's hit balls physical comedy i also hated his character and his voice where he'd be like stop it like what are you doing like you're annoying as fuck Curly Joe was like, he's not great either, but he just kind of blended into the background. A number 10 stooge, the best stooge in Brett from Dimension Z's opinion, I'm going to give it to Mo. I love Mo so much. He was there the entire time. You can always count on Mo to be like, he's kind of the straight man ish of like the three of them. He's kind of the leader, but. 
I don't know. I love him so much. I also am a huge fan of Shimp. I know there's a lot of people that talk shit on him. I love Shimp. All right. So, I don't know. There's a lot of this movie that's kind of like I was saying, like, there's the inconsistency with the window breaking that's okay again, then it breaks again. The effects are kind of dated. Um, so I'm going to give this a five at no, this is a perfect movie. This is a 10 out of 10. There's no way it's not a perfect movie. This is like the first series after like Friday the 13th and Halloween. That was like, Oh, I also love this series. Uh, Um, I mean, like Brett said, it's just, there's so much wrong with this movie that I am also going to give it a perfect 10. It's it's great. It's um, it's Evil Dead. Like if you don't give it a perfect ten, you're the problem, not the movie. Okay. Well, as I said, Evil Dead Two is my favorite horror movie of all yeah. time. So I have to use that as my gold standard you, here. Now, like, in comparison, if you had to any Dead doubt two, going into this I episode, still, I gotta what say, we were gonna yeah, rate Evil it. Still like it's you obviously haven't listened to the show enough. You should we go said, back and listen to every single episode. We were talking about at the very beginning how we wanted to do this immediately, and we've been saving it. And I was afraid to do it because I love it so much. Of course, yeah. <laughs> like. Of horror, like, you know, horror and horror-related series, like, obviously my number one will will and forever be Ghostbusters, because, you know, I am a Ghostbuster. But then, like, this and Child's Play, like, are neck and neck for that number two spot for me. Yeah, this is, like... Fair. Oh, yeah, yeah, this like, has always been my top. I'll definitely this watch Friday this and Child's 13th, Play. That, like, like are my the whole I go series back to through all the time, at least once a year. Every I remember there were like two movies that I would look up, um, like the early ones that like got me into like where was this filmed and looking at like pictures of where it, the places like where the movie was filmed. What's it look like today? It was like Clerks. So I wanted to look at Quick Stop. And then it was, what does the Evil Dead cabin look like now? And then that's when I found of like it's deli- it's completely torn down, like the roof is just laying there, but the chimney was still there in the fireplace, and you could see the hole dug where like they did the special effects and the fake basement was, like. And then yeah, I remember hearing about Bruce Campbell talk about the filming location, and like you said, Greg, don't go there because there's crazy rednecks with guns that will shoot you. Yeah, and holy shit, yeah. not only is and this is oh, man, honest, I'm glad we got to do this. It's so great uh, with Halloween. Hope, hope everyone enjoyed this October present from us. Make sure I watch in October, like, oh, absolutely. For sure. There was a couple years in a row where, like, this was my Halloween movie of like, well, this is what I ended the night with because it just there's so much blood splatter. It's also like in the woods, so it kind of feels like fall. I don't, it's perfect, yeah, yeah. Like, you're not going to have a bad time watching this movie. No. Ever. No. Unless you have anything else, guys. Yeah. I got nothing. Well, it's Throbtober, and we just covered The Evil Dead. I just, 
like take a kiddie pool, carve a shit ton of pumpkins, dump all of the guts into the kiddie pool, get naked, and then just roll around in it. That's the level of Halloween we're at right now, covering the Evil Dead during Throbtober. And we hope that the Evil Dead has left your brain throbbing with horror. Ah, it seems you've survived another fright. Be sure to look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin on all of your favorite social medias and local newspaper headlines. Rate us five stars on your favorite podcast platform. Or else, subscribe for more tantalizing terror and be ready for the new fear next week. If you dare. <laughs>